There is no death. There is only a transition to a different sphere of consciousness. Carol Ann is not like those she's with. She is a living presence in their spiritual earthly plane. They are attracted to the one thing about her that is different from themselves. Her life force. It's very strong. It gives off its own illumination. It is a light that implies life and memory of love and home and earthly pleasures. Something that they desperately desire but can't have anymore. Right now, she's the closest thing to that. And that is a terrible distraction from the real light that has finally come for them. You understand me? What I'm trying to say is, tonight on the marquee, we're watching Poltergeist here at Frat Caps at the Theater. All are welcome, all welcome. Welcome to Fright Caps at the Theater. <laughs> I'm the Joker, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you with this evening? Well, I'm the witch living under the floorboards of this dance academy. Susie, come! Remember her? She used to sound like that. I'm Jonathan Kwiatkowski. <laughs> nice. I'm, uh, well, we said it last time, I'm... Macabrera. <laughs> oh, a little highbrow. Hey. And uh, I'm, we're gonna get you Mark Zebro Jr. Ooh. Yeah. It's a, a Evil Dead reference. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Well, <laughs> I guess uh, we're in our uh, Fright Caps of the Theater month here. Spooktacular! We're, we're, we're watching five movies leading up to Halloween. Each and more haunting than the last. And, Ooh, uh, shit your pants. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a spoopy Halloween. <laughs> spoopy. Uh, it, it's so smelly you think you're an Ad Astra. Hey. No, that's uh, Lucy in the Sky. Hey, oh, <laughs> she did wear the diapers. Hey. I got the joke. <laughs> so. They're uh, all shit anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you're shit, Lucy. <laughs> uh, this is our third movie we're watching. I guess. Can you count to three? Th- <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three. Crappy movies. Illiteracy. Ah, ah, ah. So uh, yeah, so I, I, we j- we watched Ghostbusters last time, and yeah. uh, my hint for this time around, same as last time, I hate you, ghosts <laughs> and ghouls and trappings. Well, 
There's only one obvious answer. We're watching Ghostbusters 2. Oh, are we now? Are We're we? not. Okay. <laughs> that was going to be like, are we? <laughs> I should have let in with that. It's like, it's not Ghostbusters 2. Well, I yet again have my same guess as being Evil Dead, but I, I have one more new guess. I think it was Evil Dead, Cabin in the Woods, and there's one other thing I thought. Oh, the original Blair Witch Project that we were going to watch last time. But the new guess that I add to this is, and I would love you if you picked it, uh, the original Poltergeist? John. Ooh. We are indeed oh. watching <laughs> Poltergeist. Oh my god, Ooh. I love this movie! <laughs> Boy. Scared the crap out of me as a kid! This, I'm still... I love this movie. Wow, I'm surprised I got that hint. Yeah, nice. I, 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 I almost thought you wouldn't. And I yeah. didn't cheat at all, because no. there was nowhere I could have. <laughs> so... Poltergeist uh, came out in 1982, directed by Toby Hooper, written and produced by Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. So, uh, yeah. And directed well, maybe. Well, yeah. he's a third writing credit on the movie, mm. but this is his first uh, produced uh, movie. Uh, this film stars Craig T. Nelson, Joe Beth Williams, Beatrice Strait, Dominique Dune, Oliver Rill- Williams, uh, Heather O'Rourke, Zelda Rubenstein and James Carr. I can't wait to do my Zelda Rubenstein impression. <laughs> Go into the light, children. Oh, <laughs> it's she, clean. She won a Razzie for this movie. I Jill would that? give her the Academy Award for this movie <laughs> yeah. and all the sequels. This this would be, I guess, her finest performance ever in yeah. anything. I would say the greatest performance known to mankind. Uh, so yeah, it, it comes to no spread. I, I I really dig this movie. It freaked me out when I was a kid. I I, there, the, I almost couldn't watch it when I was me a neither. kid. There, there, were, there was numerous scenes in here which just like, oh my god, what is going on here? Mm. Uh, it's also one of those uh, where it feels like the Exorcist. Uh, it's one of those films that just feels real to me. Mm-hmm. Everything right that goes on in the movie it just feels like it's it's really happening. Mm-hmm. And, and you can look past some of like the 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 some of the crappy effects that go on in here. I mean, there's some really good effects. Oh, yeah. uh, it was, it, it was nominated, it had several nominations for it. Uh, uh, but it, it, this movie, I think still holds up to this day. I haven't seen the sequels. I, I really don't have any, I, any, have. I really don't have any tension to see them. The but. second one's good. The third one I think is in the hotel is all right. And then there was some. There's a lot of curses that go through this movie, allegedly. Like a lot of people died in this cast. Well, we from, will get to by that. Mysterious it's, circumstances. That's, really? That that is yeah. in my notes, and yep. uh, we'll get to it after we watch the movie, mm-hmm. um, as I, I typically try to do uh, for these uh, for my for uh, for my movies. But uh, no wonder yeah. I haven't heard of many of them. Oh. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, what, uh, that, those are my initial thoughts right now. But uh, what about you guys, uh, Matt? Are you familiar with this movie? Have you seen it before? I've never seen oh it. My. Wow! Um, I know a little bit about the uh, Spielberg aspect of it, but yeah. pretty much no. I, I have no clue what I'm in for. Cool, I love it. And you know, John. You well, know. my first introduction to Poltergeist was uh, Shorty getting smoked in Scary Movie Two with the Phantom Tree, That's and then true. I uh, watched Poltergeist originally because my parents love scary movies and they loved pestering me because I was a little chicken shit kid. Um, <laughs> I couldn't make it through this movie originally, but then uh, I had a phase in my, I want to say high school, maybe grade school career, where I was like, I'm going to go back and conquer my fears, Mm -hmm. and now I'm obsessed with Poltergeist. I love this film so much, and not that crappy remake. Don't ever speak of that remake to us. There's a remake? Exactly. Blessed mind you have. That's the question. (laughs) But I love this movie, and I love the mystique behind it. It still freaks me out just a little bit every time I watch it. It's got some great practical effects in it. Yeah. It's got an awesome story. 
But does oh. it have a, a demon hound moving at 10 frames per second? <laughs> no, but it's got other things that might appease that uh, sensibility for you. Ooh. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That, so, like, I, I've I already voiced my, my thoughts. You guys are... are pretty interested in going back and rewatches or at least you are and then you you first <laughs> yeah. time you your first time around oh, so yeah. it's a, a virgin <laughs> so uh where's yeah. hocus pocus <laughs> is that coming yeah but uh i i hear some static on the tv over there they're here This house is clean. All are welcome. All welcome. Don't fuck with Tangina. <laughs> that's a quote, right? That one from I, that I movie. think she said that. I think that. that's in the deleted scene. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> she said that to the pol- to uh, Mr. Poltergeist. <laughs> fuck you, Poltergeist. <laughs> Back to hell where you belong, Satan. Quick, bring in the lollipop gales. <laughs> God. Damn it. What do we watch? Uh, we watch Poltergeist. The original, not the remake. <laughs> yeah. Mom? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> just pulled up the stairs. Killed me. Oh, <laughs> what do we think? I love this movie. I love it, too. And uh, this watching did make me respect the sequel a bit more. I've seen the sequel more recently than this one, because mm. um, I usually watch them back to back. It's a good double feature. I've yet to watch the sequel, uh, The so. sequel has a lot of good practical effects, and then some scarier scenes? I, I think, remember, less comedy, more scary. I've seen two short bits where an old woman crawls in the ceiling, and then a, a, a little girl, possibly Carol Ann, crawls out of a man's face. Yeah, oh. that sounds about right. Yeah. It's oh more my. Nightmare on Elm Street special effects style, I would say. Hmm. Like a little bit more gory. Mm-hmm. There's some. There's a scene involving tequila that makes that the perfect drink. Nah, 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 yeah. nah, nah. No, but Drunk. It's a, it's a good scene, though. Uh, but the first one's great. Uh, really aged on me. And I like the acting in this, even though it is hammy. It's, I don't uh, think it's hammy. I think it's actually pretty real for, yeah. for, for, my, for my taste. I don't think it's real, but I, I think the ones that try, try. And the ones that do succeed. Mm, okay. Yeah. I respect that. Mm. Dana. <laughs> Matt, what did Dana. you think? Uh, I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Nice. Well, with that, I think uh, we'll go into notes. Notes. I've got two sections full of notes, wow. uh, some longer than most. Yeah. I will go into the basics in terms of uh, production. Mm-hmm. And as we start talking about the film, I'll go into some of the uh, practical effects and just uh, see like how this was done. You know, Awesome. How did this get made, yeah. basically? <laughs> Okay, so I guess first starting off, what is a poltergeist? It's a tricky spirit that pulls pranks and whatnot. Well, uh, the German, isn't it? The word poltergeist is German and is uh, German for noisy ghost. ghost yeah, hmm. yeah. Ghost. Uh, the film was originally given a R rating, but the filmmakers protested and successfully got a PG rating since PG thirteen uh, didn't exist at the time. I remember that because uh, we, when I went to Catholic school, one of us brought it in, and we weren't allowed to bring in, like R rated movies, but we were allowed PG thirteen. And someone brought this in and went, "Ugh!" And, like the nun rolled their eyes. It was like, which I look back on a lot of movies, like, why did this get a G rating or PG rating? And it's like, oh, okay, it was a that's fine. Yeah, I guess suppose R rating for this that would have been too hard though. No, I mean, I think today it would be rated R. No. Uh, PG-13 at best. Definitely really? PG-13, there, there was yeah. some, there, some nudity and some no, There's no this. nudity in this movie. No. Yeah, it's getting frisky in the bath. Uh, panties, the but like there's no like there's no bush, there's no boobs. <laughs> well, Carrie so. would be an R rating. Yeah. 
<laughs> Steven Spielberg hired Toby Hooper after being impressed with his work on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre mm-hmm. back in 1974, which he also directed the sequel, which yes. I didn't know about, too. Uh, we recently w- lost him, too. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this would be uh, Steven Spielberg's first film as a producer. Uh, Heather, although it, it does uh, feel like more of a directorial mm-hmm. uh approach but we'll go into that as well uh this uh heather o'rourke uh was uh chosen for the film when she was eating lunch with her mother and sister at the mgm's uh commissary producer steven spielberg came up to them and wanted o'rourke uh, for the part of carol ann she initially failed a screen test because she kept laughing her way through the audition <laughs> even when she was supposed to be afraid spielberg thought she was too young to take the part seriously but she but he recognized something special in her so he asked her to come back for another audition and at around this time bring a scary storybook with her. He also asked for her to scream, so she screamed and screamed until she started crying. This audition got her to cast as Carol Ann. Uh, originally, this was all supposed to be Drew Barrymore in the role, mm-hmm. but obviously, mm-hmm. in terms of the time and uh, her audition, she was uh, cast in E.T. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steven Spielberg and Toby Hooper wanted virtually unknown actors to play the Freelings because they wanted to add a realism to the family that would off-balance the ghost story. Uh, they felt that the audience watched uh, well-known, act- uh, well-known actors or stars, then it would take away from the realistic feel of the characters, which, you know, like I echoed a little bit earlier where I, I, I believe these actors, I, I believe their roles and their relationships with each I other. I believe the scenario. Mm-hmm. I think, like, they're convincing, like, you know, acting as adults in the room almost, like mm-hmm. a family structure. I yeah. Think, like, that's a typical yeah. American family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steven Spielberg worked on this film and E.T., The Extraterrestrial, in 1982, literally back-to-back. Principal photography on Poltergeist ended in August of 1981. Then Spielberg took a few weeks off and began work on E.T., while Toby Hooper spent 10 weeks in the editing room uh, completing the initial cut. Spielberg did supervise the visual effects for both films simultaneously, which were produced by Industrial Light and Magic under the supervision of Richard uh, Edlund and Dennis Furman, uh, Merman. Sorry. Most of post-production work on Poltergeist began in early 1982. Spielberg was in total control. Uh, he was responsible for the final edit of the film, Spielberg's uh, usual Editor Michael Kahn edited the film while Carol Litton uh, edited E.T. The final sound mixer, uh, mixes and loops and the supervision for the visual effects and the selection of Jerry Goldsmiths as the composer for the score. Poltergeist and E.T. opened the theaters nationwide, nationwide only a week between each and other the summer of 1982. Wow. Poltergeist on uh, June 4th and E.T. one week later on June 11th. Steven was rolling in the money those That's weeks. That's right. Mm-hmm. Spielberg later said if E.T. was a whisper, Poltergeist was a scream. Mm-hmm. Poltergeist, wow. Poltergeist special effects and score were both nominated for Oscars, but lost to Steven Spielberg's bigger film, E.T. the Extraterrestrial, in 1982 in both categories. And that just goes to show you, like, you don't want to compete with your own film, you know. Yeah. Allegedly. Or, yeah. <laughs> uh, Poltergeist series has long been the subject of a legend that holds that there is a curse associated with it, largely because of four cast members' deaths that occurred between 1982 and 1988. Wow. Of these four deaths, however, only one could be called unnatural in any way. The 1982 death of 22-year-old Dominique Dune, uh, Dana Furling in the first movie, Dune was murdered by her ex-boyfriend when he strangled her after she rebuffed the attempt to reconcile. 
Uh, the other three deaths all were the result of long-term chronic illnesses. Julianne Beck of uh, Kane in Poltergeist 2, The Other Side, in 1986, died in 1985 after a long battle with stomach cancer. Will Sampson, uh, who played Taylor in uh, Poltergeist 2, died of com- complications after a heart-lung transplant. And Heather O'Rourke, who played Caroline in all three of the films, died in 1988 at the age of 12 after cardiac arrest caused by septic shock after a bowel obstruction caused by intestinal uh, setness uh, after being dis- di- misdiagnosed with Crohn's disease in 1987. Uh, the film itself features no deaths or fatalities, uh, oddly enough. Yeah. So that's uh, that's something to say. I have one more note, actually, before we go into the initial film. <laughs> I found this uh, uh, right before I was printing all these out, so let me go into this. And this is just talking about the initial like inspiration for the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, inspiration for the story of the movie comes from an actual occurrence in Denver, Colorado. In the late 1800s, when Denver was expanding, there was a graveyard where the city government wanted to put in a grand city park like the one that uh, New York City built, and the cities across the country sought to uh, emulate Central Park. The city put out notices for bids to re- uh, relocate the cemetery and decided to go with the lower, uh, lower lowest bidder. About a third of the way into the project, the contractor realized that he had seriously underbid the job and, long story short, started moving just the headstones. He completed the job and the city started building the slated structure and were actually getting close to finishing when only one of the contractor's employees spilled the beans. The contractor was arrested, but the damage was done. The city, not only being uh, t- uh, not being able to afford to tear down the building and redig up the cemetery, left it as it was and just finished the project. Excuse me, leaving the unmarked graves as they were. You still see, uh, you can still visit the park in graves even today. The park is named Cheese Man Park, and the graves sit under the Greek pavilion on the east end of the park and extend south to Eighth Avenue. So cool. wow, mm. I mean, it's not like Bryan Park in New York or I, everywhere in New York. I, well, Basically, yeah, that's true. Everywhere. Yeah, not much <laughs> of a haunting story, but uh, yeah, I mean that that just li- kind of lays the grounds for you, and and uh, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So damn, I was hoping for some ghosts to come out of TVs. No, not uh, in this house. No, no static. Mm-hmm. I'd be running. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get into the film, what were we drinking? Uh, we were drinking a liquid ghost, which is a uh, one part. Uh, <laughs> That's what it was. One, yeah, <laughs> one part liquor, one part heavy cream, one part uh, vanilla uh, or vanilla syrup rather. And uh, if you want to just top it off with a scoop of ice cream. We're in America. Why not? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It's a it's a sweet enough drink. It's, I'll race it, you to the grave. It's uh, you know, like, nothing crazy, but it's a it's a it's a nice festive drink. Uh, if you want to, like, you know, have it for parties or whatever. Mm-hmm. I got it from a, a, a long list of just like you know, like hey, you know, like uh, there's like a cotton uh, like or a cotton candy, uh, candy corn, like uh, mm-hmm. kind of a uh, uh, drink. Yeah, like yeah. some a, a lot of uh, flavorful cocktails. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I just, you know, I saw Ghost in the title. I just went with it, yeah, you know. Good. Nice. You're yeah. up in our drink game here. I liked it. Yeah, you know, Definitely. I'm, I'm Mr. Mixer over here. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Both in audio and in, uh, in yeah. drinks. You True. You basically do everything for this podcast. I do. <laughs> pay me. No. <laughs> well. Maybe. Audience, pay me. <laughs> what audience? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We need that Patreon. Eventually. Um, so let's get into the film, shall we? Yeah. So we begin with the classic American TV send-off. I don't know about you guys, but this is what I always went to bed to. back. In the, I think they did it like at the tail end of my youth. 
Because I remember this happening. I had like an old. I don't CRT, remember this at all. No, I remember no this. Cable, and whenever I would well, go to you sleep, were in really, America. And <laughs> oh yeah, you had no cable. <laughs> and we 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 had cable. It was just a, a snake tied to a rope, and uh, <laughs> we would just poke it sometimes. Just oh. pots and pans <laughs> clanging. Oh. Yeah. But this American send off, so it's um. I don't know. I just think it's a classic opening. We get it. Like, they're watching TV. TV relates directly to the spoops that are about to happen. And while this is going on, um, we meet... What's their name? The Free... The Freelings. Freelings. Yeah. Um, the Freeling family uh, with this dog taking care of the whole family. What's the dog's mm-hmm. name? E-Buzz? E-Buzz. E-Buzz. But it, but E-Buzz? It, it, E doesn't stand for... They don't uh, evaluate on that. Electrical buzz? Electric buzz? Electabuzz? Electabuzz? Yeah, it could be. Elekid? Is there like some Stanley Kubrick symbology there? I didn't look this up. I think it's just like foreshadowing for all the electrical interference stuff we would get in the movie. Or maybe he got shocked as a puppy and now he's just a genius dog. I mean, he kind of like... It's it's a good way of like introducing your characters here because like yeah. you see him like start off with Craig T Nelson then mm-hmm. he's going into every room and you're seeing every family member yeah. at member so I think Sleeping it's a good separately it's a good setup where yeah, it's yes. like here here's our characters and he's snatching food from every one of them so you know the oh, dog yeah. runs this house potato <laughs> chips in bed mm-hmm. and suddenly Carol Ann the youngest of the Freeling family wakes up and she hears voices coming from. The TV, the static from downstairs. TV rots your brain, kid. <laughs> or uh, if we ever play Psychonauts, TV, TV. I haven't got that far. It's a great game. Great joke. <laughs> no, that actually happened uh, one time. I, I mean, I wasn't oh, at my no. parents' place when this, when they say this happened, but apparently uh, they woke up at around 5 a.m. and the TV had just turned on by itself with its volume on the loudest oh, no. setting. Move out. <laughs> I put your little hand in mine. I don't have a TV in my room. But we, good. we have a defective TV, so. Yep. Um, so the Freeling family, Caroline's like, um, I'm going to creepily sit by the TV. And then we get, um, does she say anything this night or no? Did she say they're coming? Or she like, st- well, she starts talking to it. It's like, yeah. I can't hear you. And oh. then she starts actually having conversations. And yeah. all the family members start waking up and mm-hmm. they see like her and they just chalk it up to like. She's young. No, like she, she's uh, she's sleepwalking. That's yes. what they kind of like yes. that say. Because she's like, oh, like, oh, I don't know. I, uh, but she's like smiling. <laughs> so she's having fun here. Yeah. She's being that creepy kid. Trope. Yeah. Um, so the next morning, we're in Orange County, California. It's all bright and sunshiny, and Spielbergian is the score. Uh, just playing, like, bum, 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 bum. There's nothing going on in this corner of America. Well, this, this is yeah. Jerry Goldsmith's, like, yeah. score, and apparently he, he got a lot of, like, flack for it because it kind of sets up or sort of, like, a little bit like, oh, here's suburban America, and everyone's having fun. There's a... Kids. Got the oh. kids playing in the streets, yeah. and there's ice cream, and it, it it definitely throws off like the the fear factor for you for like what's to come. Mm-hmm. I think, but uh, I, I I think it's a it's, it's a nice setup. Yeah, I think it works. Yeah, and Steve is fighting with his next door neighbor, Bill Ben Ben Ben, ben. ben. Yeah. Um, because they're trying to watch a game. In Steve's house with his friends, and next yeah. door his kids want to watch right, Mr. Rogers. Right after this guy got fucking uh, oh, yeah, t-boned by these kids, because <laughs> <and they're like, laughs> uh, this guy's on, this guy's riding on a bike uh, on a mission, yeah. like with a crate full of beer in one his, hand. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they're watching. I guess the Super Bowl or whatever. I think it's just a game. I don't think it's Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's a game that one one person bet his whole life oh, on. Yeah, that's right. 
And, um, you know, all this beer is spraying everywhere. Dana's in the kitchen eating, just yeah. shoveling, like, random food. Everyone's always eating, eating in this movie. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's just, like, this is a quirky family, and they're fighting with the neighbors, so you get, like, Ben isn't going to be of any help later well, on. Well, like, this is an issue that we don't have anymore because, I guess, yeah. their television sets, like, are so close in proximity to each other that they have the same one, so the remotes kind of affect one another. Yeah. I don't understand yeah. it quite I well. It could happen, we never lived in this era, so <laughs> we can't really, like, fathom. The distant era of the 80s yeah. 7 80s 80. 82 80 so early 80s so basically the 70s yeah. Yeah. tail end maybe i know about phones getting wires crossed <laughs> and and you know i could get onto my neighbor's wi-fi but, <laughs> but changing their channels i don't know oh uh, and then diane you know same member of the household is upstairs cleaning organizing her kid's star wars patented blanket on oh, their yeah. star wars uh, bed first shot we have star wars memorabilia is our famous droids r2d2 and c3po we don't even need to watch star wars now we got no, the whole movie right here all the characters <laughs> Darth, Darth Vader, Vader the poster on the wall. There's a C-3PO light switch. There's a Luke uh, action figure. We have yep. two Catam 2 Star Wars posters. Darth Vader's right on the door. A Chewbacca hoodie. There, yeah. There's a, <laughs> got everything. a Yoda that he sleeps yeah. with. Yeah. Uh, Carol Ann's eating Luke Skywalker at yeah. one point. Yeah. Um, but she's folding this blanket and she notices that their bird is dead and goes, Shit, Tweety, you couldn't wait for a school day, could you? <laughs> I like, like, that's her sincerity when it's like, come on. You couldn't. Just like yeah. that they stupidly named the bird Tweety. Like, they're not very crafty with their names in this house. Well, like, you did mention this, where, like, well, some of the effects in this have the, um, uh, the Looney Tunes yeah. type effect in yeah. here. Uh, I forgot who, who who made it or, uh, or like oh, or, well, um, uh, who we're talking about the Looney Tunes Chuck Avery. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. So like uh, like we got that a little bit later on in terms yeah. of like no the, the ghosts uh, coming out of the television sets mm-hmm. and more mm-hmm. American TV. So that could there could be a kind of a Warner Brothers like factor in here. Mm. Yeah, true. Yeah, I, feel that. Um, so I was Diane, expecting the the bird to relate to the plot in some way, but I don't think it did. Well, we well, do. It kind of like a mini tease it, for what's to come. It, yeah, yeah. D- especially for the, the climax of the movie. Mm-hmm. When, so. it, when it comes out. Especially yeah, because yeah. Yeah. We, we see the uh, when they're excavating in the backyard, yeah. Tweety the, 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 in the box. They we'll, we'll get to the bodies. Yeah. Just the headstone. Yeah. Um, so, Stevie, Stevie is fucking up and while this is going on, um, um, does Diane try to dispose of Tweety by flushing him down the toilet? Yeah. And Carolyn walks in and she's like, oh, It was you all along! Yeah. Um, then they have a... Not a dinner together. They have like a eulogy for Tweety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With uh, Dana's there for some reason. Catch her because you don't see her a lot in this movie. She's just there. Yeah. Well, she um, was uh, indisposed. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. But she's there. Um, but they're burying Tweety, and it's cute because Caroline's like, a tissue in case he gets cold, and a picture in case he gets lonely. And then she's like, can I have some goldfish now? And Robbie is climbing this creepy tree, trademark, in the backyard that's just sitting there. Creepy tree. Mm -hmm. Yep. I don't like this creepy tree. If I had a creepy tree, I want that cut down. Ends up being more of an ent. Yes, an from Lord of the Rings. Many of these trees were my friends. <laughs> but it's a good Christian family. Um, I put Ebuzz as the dog's name. And she names, when Caroline gets goldfish that same day, that same night, she names them 22 and 23. No, Tweety. Oh, I, I, 
Yeah. I didn't even notice that. I didn't yeah. pick oh, up on she it. She names no, them 22 No, and no, tw- Tweety 2 and Tweety 3. Oh, is it Tweety 2? Yeah. That is cute. Oh. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, I thought it, it was just dumb, a stupid but... name from this family of names. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and um, I love Carol Ann and Robbie's room because what completes the decor more than a demonic clown doll just sitting in the corner staring at you? Yeah. And, and nobody seems to like having around, <laughs> but, it's but they there. keep it anyway. And it's not Grandma's doll because we meet Grandma in the next movie. She shows ah. up in Poltergeist too. Tangina. Ah. Yeah. No, they talk about her in this movie. They're like, "You're gonna stay with Grandma." Mm-hmm. Grandma uh, plays a prominent role in Poltergeist yeah, too. It's a quick, like you know, line. But uh, yeah, I I don't know why. It, I guess it's like a fam- family heirloom, mm-hmm. but uh, but I don't know why it just sits in there. But we all had that item in our room that scared us, and we didn't get rid of it, right? No? I don't know if I did. I was always scared of everything. There I was, was like, <laughs> I hate that fucking bed. There, there, <laughs> there, 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 no, there was, there was a uh, a duck like thing in my in my uh, in my bathroom that said uh, that sat right in uh, uh, across from my toilet. Yeah. That always looked like it was, it was looking at me, shit. and I always had to turn it. <laughs> and my family always wanted to wonder why. why. No, they, they they never knew it was me. I was oh, turning it, it but I was like, I don't want to. I don't want this thing looking at my 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 dick. <laughs> I'm sitting on the bowl. I don't want this duck looking at my dick. <laughs> <laughs> or so I'm gonna be stuck with a uh, duck dick. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um. So that night. Uh, the kids are trying to get to sleep. Robbie's afraid of the thunderstorm that's going on because apparently it rains every day yeah. in California in this world. But meanwhile, Steve and Diane are just getting fucking high in bed. Oh, but he's yep. he's sloppily making this joint because yeah. it all the extra weed is sitting <laughs> on the bed. I'm like, come on, man. They had weed I to thought, spare. I thought you were cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he starts reading this book about Ronald Reagan. Reagan yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, the man, the president. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're super cool at the same time, which yeah. doesn't quite make much sense. Mm-hmm. I think it's just more commentary on Americana. It could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like typical like, Midwestern, not Midwestern, but like, you know. They'll do things behind closed doors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also wrote again, hell no fucking clown, <laughs> even though he throws the Chewbacca sweaty, oh, sweater. Mm-hmm. Sweaty. <laughs> Sweat. Sweater. Oh, what am I? Hoodie. 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 That's also a sweater. <laughs> Sweaty. 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 Uh. Um, uh, Steve and Diane have a cute relationship together. Yeah. It's believable. Yeah. They're, they're they're flirting in bed with one another. They're making jokes about diving and then before and after pictures. And mm. then, oh, God, what if she goes into the swimming pool? We should move the swimming pool closer to the house, which is a high idea. But I, I, I yeah. feel like it really flows. I really like the dialogue in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robbie gets scared of the thunder and runs in and usually in this scenario I thought I remembered them boinking during this scene it, and, they get pretty close yeah they're, but they're still like on the bed just chilling oh and he yeah runs in with all the lights on but like Craig yeah. T. Nelson quickly like adjusts like oh hey buddy yeah. what's going on <laughs> but um, you can tell that Steve's a good father because he goes to deal with Robbie yeah. and, and leaves Diane to just sit there um, so just sit well, there. <laughs> like, take a chill. She already dealt with like burying this bird for a day, so mm-hmm. she she's done enough for today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but he tells Robbie like you know you can count thunder, which isn't a true fact. Like the further you count, the further away it is. Mm-hmm. And Robbie believes him, and he tests it out, and then he seems to have an appreciation with his dad. Mm-hmm. Like he's like even later on in the next scene, he's like, well, dad was right. You should go ask dad. Mm-hmm. Um, which I found kind of cute. Well, they all kind of do. They like even Caroline. It's like like that. There's a call for you, Daddy. It's like tell and him that, take a message. And like, that toy phone <laughs> plays a role in the sequel too. Is it really? Huh. Yeah. Oh, there's okay. a lot of clues for the sequel in this movie. Nice. Wow. I, I re-glanced at during this one. Um, I put all in 
Ted as news plays. Oh, all in bed. Yeah. <laughs> as the news plays. All yet in again. Ted. All in Ted. Uh, Caroline once again hears the voices and wakes up. And this time when she goes to the TV, a spoopy hand comes out. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> and, uh, in 20 frames per second. But I think this is a better effect. <laughs> Only 14 movie. more yeah. frames than that <laughs> L-Dog. It's better than that CGI that they use. Yep. But I, I like this and it blasts through the window. Or, the, or just the wall. Uh, the wall. The yeah. wall. And uh, We got the famous line. There he Well, first there's an earthquake. Oh yeah, that I wakes I, up the family. I, somehow I always like look past that for yeah. some reason because you're more focused on like what's happening on screen than yeah. the actual like shaking. I yeah. guess. Well, I, don't know. It, it, I guess they are too because they seem to be the only one affected. Yeah. No well, one else in the neighborhood even felt it because yeah. you know like the, the next morning it's like he's on the phone with his boss or mm-hmm. whoever. Where it's like you didn't feel that quake or whatever. So, yeah. I mean, it would be pretty natural or like typical for like California standards. Like mm-hmm. there's always earthquakes going on. Yeah. And are they taking up? The swimming pool, they or are. are they getting rid of the tree? No, no like they're the they're pool. digging up the swimming pool. They do that quick. Bluto talked a big game, but he got it done pretty fast. Mm-hmm. That's true. And uh, they unburied Tweety, which I was like, this is uh, a bookend for something that happens later on. In the That's film, right. Which I thought was very cute. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't notice that. There's a lot of things I noticed on this viewing. Um, uh, who, who's the TV people? Who are they, <laughs> Carol Ann? The people in the TV. Um, <laughs> Then a glass breaks, like, um, well, yeah, this is during breakfast, so yeah, like all, all the kids are like having yeah. bre- and, and and you kind of like buy it, and they, or it's like that, like they're playful with each other, but they kind of they're they're still like fun, like even uh Dana, who's like the oldest, is yeah. like having fun with like her little siblings, and uh, she's 16, I think, yes, yeah. 16, yeah, which I think she was 22 when they around filming time, mm-hmm. or at least when the movie came out, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and so like I guess he goes like just hold up his glass and then it's a neat effect where like the gra- the glass breaks from underneath yeah. and mm-hmm. she's like oh great job and it's like yeah. I didn't it's do it it's not my mess yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they don't even notice they're like don't care and then Robbie's picking up spoons and forks that are bent it's yeah. just like mm, I don't know about that and it's like you're living in the matrix yeah and Dana leaves for school and all these construction workers start oodling her <laughs> which uh, did you pick yep. did you pick on one of these actors um I didn't uh, uh, it's uh Billy from a uh, uh, Predator. Oh, it's uh, the Native American character who mm. is like, "Come at me, Predator!" and slices his uh, his chest. Yeah, gets to buy like, yeah, like I'll buy you time and I'll fight him off screen. So I yeah, he he pops up in quite uh, quite a few things. Not like a big role, like, but he's just, he's kind of like an action star, I guess. Interesting. So yeah, mm. and yeah, nice. but like they're all like cat calling her. Yeah, and then yep. she <laughs> she gives them like up yours and then flips them the bird and then yeah. she's having a good in, time. Not Dana. Diane's just inside, like <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, <laughs> even Dana's laughing too, though. Yeah, she's like I'm not affected by this subconsciously at all. Mm-hmm. Oh well, that plays in. Later, yeah. we'll see as well. And, and then Ebuzz starts barking at the wall and carries a ball to it. So Ebuzz has already pieced together the mystery that leads, this leads to an alternate dimension where he can put something <laughs> in one end and get it out in a completely different place in the house. Yeah. So Ebuzz is yet again the most intelligent family member. <laughs> um, uh, Diane goes back to the kitchen. Uh, she tells Caroline to stop watching that like it'll rot her brain and then turns on like a war program at the same time. Yeah. yeah. And Tur- <laughs> turns on like Hamburger Hill. <laughs> it's just funny because she's so close to the TV. And when she comes back again, she's like, did you move these chairs? Oh, you fucking kids. And like puts them back. Mm-hmm. And she turns around for a second and then all the chairs are upside down on the table. So that's my first note here in uh, in terms of uh, <laughs> no, technical. I, I can't see my eyes. <laughs> 
All right. Oh, that helps me a little bit too. Uh, that's without my glasses. Uh, so the shot of the chairs that positioned themselves in the amazing balancing act on the table was done in one take. Ooh. As the camera panned along with uh, wow. Joe Beth Williams, uh, uh, who was getting some cleaning materials, uh, several crew members quickly set up an already organized pyramid of chairs on the table, then took the single chairs away before the camera scrolled back. So yeah, it's a, kind of like a really quick that's crazy. Thing. Yeah, one take yeah. was perfect. I mean, it, it, that's in like a matter of like seconds, though. I so. know. I really don't know how they did it. Everyone gets a chair. They stack. It's mm-hmm. really impressive, though. Coordination. And for it to not fall, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a balancing act. Yeah. Hey. So Steve gets home from work, and does he work at real estate? We assume. I well, yeah, because uh, first of all, we get this uh, for it. It holds on the shot of the kitchen after like the whole kind of chair thing debacle, and then it, it transitions like. Same Instantly. same set, but it, it, obviously this is supposed to be in a different house. It's mm-hmm. just supposed to be the same kind of structure that uh, their house has. Yeah, like the same model. And th- mm-hmm. and this is uh, we're then finding out where it's like, oh yeah, we're, uh, me and our family moved in here. We're phase oneers. Where now we're in phase three. Mm-hmm. And it's like we're moving on to phase four, phase five. They're basically Marvel. You yeah. know, they're uh, <laughs> they're setting up their phase four. When's the chair movie coming out? Yeah. <laughs> chair chair Avengers. Mm. So Diane has had an interesting day and she has sat in the kitchen and she's drawn <laughs> arrows and lines and circles and she goes, Steve, I've got to show you something. Like yeah. it's the fun part of the trick. Put yeah. a chair here, runs into the wall. And what I love the most is that she's tested out this theory so many times that she's like, Caroline, put the helmet on. Yeah. We're going for a ride again, baby. <laughs> oh yeah, I just I, I love like she has everything set up. There's a circle, there's like a, a measure of distance of where it stops. Like yeah. and she's so excited. She's jumping like up place in the marks. air. Yeah. <laughs> And then she shows Steve's, and Steve is just like, oh, it just might be this well, weird area of the room, like the I, earthquake or whatever. I was watching the uh, this a couple nights ago, and I and I first see the chair move, and I, I'm paying attention to Craig T. Nelson's uh, reaction to it, and it's it's just like it, it's it's kind of like how she almost describes it, where it's like, oh, it's like a feeling in your stomach, Tickles, you know, yeah. like and like like the, like it's it's how he like sees it i think it's so i don't know i i find it genuine as if like it's the first time he's saying yeah. it maybe for himself in terms of like oh this is how we're going to set it up or something like that mm-hmm. so i like it mm-hmm. and steve and diane go to ask the neighbors if they experienced anything wrong so i i have another note about this so th- this is a weird cut uh yeah. I, th- yeah. I don't know if you guys agree with me oh on this, yeah because it's very it happens mid-conversation yeah, as, just, as she's explaining there, it yeah so, all right. I almost uh, thought the uh, the disc yeah, skipped. Yeah. There's uh, there's a jump cut from the scene where Diane is explaining to Steve about the feeling that you get when spirits pull you across the floor. The scenes jump mid sentence to the scene where they both go to the neighbor's doorstep, again in mid sentence. The reason for this cut was because in the original script, Steven says how he hates Pizza Hut. The scene was edited rather crudely after Pizza Hut took offense to this. Oh. So it was a whole marketing. You know thing. what? Fuck you, Pizza Hut. I never liked Pizza Hut. Hey, I kind of like Pizza Hut. Hey, I, I like say I, fuck you. I'm anyway. a Domino's guy. I don't, I, I kind of like cheesy stuffed crust. I'm kind of that person, <laughs> but I won't to eat. Honest, I won't eat that cheese it pizza. I hate to admit it. I like Papa John's, but I don't like the person. <laughs> well, who does? Yeah. Mm. Oh well. So <laughs> they go to talk to the douchebag neighbors, and they're not giving them any help, and they're getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. So, yeah. but no one else is bothered by them. So I wasn't aware if this is like a commentary on like how their neighbors are like disgusting or how like they're still being haunted i think it's the haunting thing but yeah they really don't really delve into it any more than that there's this whole thing going on where like mosquitoes are like around both um 
uh, Joe Beth Williams and uh, Craig T. Nelson, and they yeah. keep commenting. It's like, oh, we never got stung by mosquitoes. How about you, sons? Like, I don't know, Dad. Like, he doesn't know. Like, I'm not sure what that's supposed to say. I yeah. Mean, mm. uh, so I don't know. I was curious. I think it has to do with the haunting. But Could be. Yeah. I don't know how. And I know because it, does, it doesn't come up later. Well, in Poltergeist too, it does. Let's just say this family isn't done with the spoops just yet. I would only assume <laughs> they've got a few more scares in their future. What do they go back to the house? Mm. Hmm. Mm. They should know better by now. So watch the sequel. Um. So Diane and Steve are basically just like, all right, I guess it's just weird. Uh, there's more thunder going on, and Robbie is thunder. in bed. Feel the thunder. Yeah, do, do, do. Oh. Lightning and the thunder. <laughs> we make songs. <laughs> Using GarageBand. <laughs> Robbie is basically just shitting himself in bed, and instead of getting further away, the thunder is getting closer. Yeah. And I just love how this demon tray outside is just waiting for him to go, two, one. <laughs> I am Groot. And I love how Carol M wakes up. She goes from like sleep to scream in <laughs> milliseconds. Just ah! <laughs> uh, and this tree gets up in the bedroom and snatches Robbie. <laughs> yep. And I'm just like, bye, Robbie. <laughs> and of course, the rest of the family hears, except for Data. Data's like right next door, and she's like, "What's what's going on over there? I don't know what what's happening. It's my brother. I can't tell." And she's looking through the window, peeking. Uh, but this family's a bumbling mess because they go outside and Diane is like clutching the porch mm. and Steve is trying to climb the tree and Robbie is screaming, the tree is eating me, it's taking it inside me, I can't do it. <laughs> bark being... opens up. Yeah. <laughs> it's hurting me. Right? It's like, I'm fading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> help him, Steve. And I'm like, Diane, you can help a little bit too. And Carol Ann is sitting in her room just like dazed and confused. Yeah. Yeah. And the closet opens up into a portal in the Netiverse and just starts sucking everything in the world in it. I thought that was a good effect. Yeah, I, yeah. Do. I, I, I don't I know how they too. they did that. Uh, I it do looked have, like genuine sucking. I do, I do have one note on that. Mm-hmm. During all the horrors that proceeded while uh, filming Poltergeist 1982, uh, sorry, they just put the year here, uh, only one scene really uh, scared Heather O'Rourke. That in which she had to hold on to the uh, the headboard while a wind machine blew toys into the closet behind her. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Uh, the young actress <laughs> fell apart. Steven Spielberg had to stop everything and took her in her arms and said that... It, like, it, get it together. That she would not have to do that scene <laughs> slap, again. Slap, slap. So this was actually uh, just one take. And wow. she had that, so every all their all her screams were not just acting, but genuine. Well, I think time. they've used a um, a little doll in some scenes. I don't know. This was the start kicking very robotically in this, some scenes. This was the eighties, so everything like <laughs> when you made a movie, you made a movie. <laughs> the children were tougher back then. Yeah. Um. So she's screaming like "Mom, mom!" and they eventually save Robbie, who's just traumatized and like covered in mud and he's, blood. He's and speechless. Just walk, he's just walking <laughs> up and down the stairs. He's a broken man. And, and Dana comes out and points, "Look, a tornado!" And it's like, Dana, where the fuck were you, most useless child? Um. And they eventually go like, oh, "Carol Ann," and run upstairs, and she's gone. And they tear apart her closet, and you think, like, oh, did Carol Ann move these beds in front of the closet? Yeah, right. She surely must be inside, and they, they get this moment of relief where, they're like, under the blanket, they're like, oh, we found her, and it's the stupid clown doll again. Yeah. I knew it would be that clown. Uh, but Carol Ann is gone, they're searching their house, 
And uh, Diane eventually goes, the pool, the swimming pool, my God, the swimming pool. Everything that she worried about earlier. Yeah, it so. came true. Or did it. Or did it. Because Steve is uh, dunking and diving, looking for a body, but doesn't find anything. Mm-hmm. Naturally, Dana's just sitting on the porch, you know, just... Can we get over it? I need my paycheck for the day. <laughs> and Robbie's traumatized, Upstairs. walking, mucking around the house, and then he just hears like, uh, like, mommy. Yeah, and he, but I do like his acting here because he starts like very like silent and then gets louder and louder. Yeah, and, louder. and, the, and the camera's just focused on him too, mm-hmm. and I love it. Yep, uh, and we find that Carol Ann is in TV land <laughs> <laughs> and just wandering around with she, uh, Kirstie Alley in Cougar Town, yes. <laughs> whatever is and on there. Mike TV. <laughs> Mike TV from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Mm. Uh, but uh, she's calling like, Mommy, Mommy, I'm here. And they can talk back and forth with one another. But obviously she's gone and they don't know what to do. We get another jump cut to the University of California where we meet Dr. Lesh, Ryan, and Marty, her assistants, mm-hmm. who are paranormal investigators. And they suggest, based on Steve's insight, that it's probably not a haunting, but it's a poltergeist. Uh, a spirit that's like teasing them or well, something. Well, they and, think it's I, fake well, first, well, but... Yeah, so like they're skeptic around yeah. this because the movie doesn't initially tell you this, but like you get some point of uh, interest because this is Craig T. Nelson uh, going to them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he's, he's kind of distraught. And once we get like a look on his face... Like it pretty much tells you everything. He like he's got circles under his mm-hmm. eyes. Like he's smoking. He's he, and uh, it, it, like he's almost like out of breath. Like in the, how he's talking because obviously they they've they've tried themselves to to maybe get rid of this or g- try to get Caroline back. Mm-hmm. And but they go to visit the house anyway. Yeah. yeah. And um, they are initially like they bring all this equipment and ghost hunter tools and they're like well there was one case where there was a matchbox car and it took seven hours to move across the room <laughs> and steve is like uh-huh yeah yeah yeah. you ain't seen that's nothing cute. yet yeah and unlocks this door and reveals bad cgi <laughs> ah! a lamp going into a a, a head a compass uh, playing a record yeah. <laughs> it's like and or, flying no, uh, at the uh, audience uh, we see a, a, a toy tie fighter that's actually making the noises and it's like how is that happening I love the uh, the acting here from from Lesh the yeah. doctor. Oh yeah, she has to like swat things, imaginary things away. <laughs> well, she's a good actress. I well, think. Um, yeah. this is um. Let me just pull up her name real fast. Actually, here, uh, this is uh, Beatrice. Uh, blah, 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 Beatrice Strait, and uh, she she's um uh, prior to this she won an Oscar for Network. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm not uh, entirely familiar with her work. Uh, I haven't even seen that movie actually, but I hear a lot of good things about it. Yeah. But uh, not the Brian Cranston. Oh no, he was on Broadway and Network. I'm no, 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 no. Brian Cranston wasn't even a thing at this point. No, I know, I know that. But <laughs> no, Network came out in like like mid '70s. I want to say. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, she won a Best Supporting uh, Actress. That's good. Oscar, and you get yeah. this because she does a fun job. If I wasn't cursed and <laughs> wouldn't yeah. die for filming this. True. But uh, I think it's a fun job. Mm-hmm. Good time to be had. But she, after this, obviously believes them, even though the other two are still a little bit more skeptical. Especially Marty, I think. Marty is more skeptical than Randy? No, Brian? well, I don't think either of Brian? them. I don't think any of them are skeptical yeah. at this point because, like, they're all they're they're all shaken. Well, they're, no, because they're... they're still, like, they could be doing something a little bit later. Like, when they're whispering together, they're like, it could still be something. But she goes, no, it's not a hoax. No, 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 yeah. no. I... I... <sighs> That I didn't really pick up on mm. too much because like they're saying like oh we haven't seen anything like this before yeah. and even even Marty's like oh something took a bite out of me and like obviously there was nothing there mm-hmm. but so it's like that like uh, she, no because she, then she, stuff falls through the ceiling first and Marty like walks away and doesn't see it and he's like I don't believe these guys and then something takes a bite out of him so they have this mini conversation before then 
Yeah, I, I yeah. do remember there being like one line or something about it, was, it being. It's blink and it's missed. It. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's not that important. But um, uh, we see, well, we see like a, a a coffee pot move here on the table, oh, and they're yeah. and they're trying to look under. Yeah. If there was like a magnet or something that could have dragged, <laughs> obviously, like for production, hands that, are shaking, <laughs> sipping the tea. And I, I, I like as like mid sentence that's happened, and she has to like try to adjust herself because yeah. like. Like like a little breath that she takes, like oh, obviously this uh, this isn't a haunting, but a uh, poltergeist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like oh, like, what's the difference? Yeah. And like a haunting has to deal with an area where a poltergeist revolves around an individual, mm-hmm. and so it's like, and that's a, a a very clear setup for the end of the movie as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, yeah. So Lesh tries to advise Diane to contact um, um, Carol Ann, and she calls out, and Ebuzz reacts. So he, like, knows there's something up with the ceiling. Like, he starts barking at it. Mm-hmm. And then, at this point, um, they're having, like, a little conversation. And then the jewelry falls onto the floor. Mm-hmm. And then we hear the voice of Carol Ann talking. Um, and then, once this is going on, Diane eventually feels Carol Ann run through her. And, like, mm-hmm. has real tears and real emotion. Like, can smell her. And it, it's at this point, Lush is like, all right, I'm, I need to help out these people. I need to try my best. Well, they, I don't know what it is where it's like you almost want to feel skeptical about uh, around the same time, even though they've, they've seen so many stuff right mm-hmm. now. At least these people like Lesh and like mm-hmm. Ryan and Marty here. But uh, it, it almost like kind of like makes you question is is it or not real for some reason. I don't know yeah. why, especially since like they're also like hearing Carol Ann's voice. Yeah. And an- another thing that makes it a little bit more real is like I, what previous scene when they're sitting at the table uh the lights flicker and like did you see that it's like oh there'll be two more yeah. in the next couple minutes <laughs> they, always, they, they always in pairs. yeah because like it's like obviously they've been dealing with some time so mm-hmm. this is actually like the norm for them at yeah. this point too so, so e- e- even to eat in the afterlife i don't know like, the, fine. It, it, she troops. could be like out of uh yeah well, this is also another plane of existence the so talisman could be in full effect here the talisman <laughs> she could be astral projecting yeah um so and also there's this energy that later gets known as the beast because like there's a dark energy that follows caroline wherever she's going and they don't know what to call it yet and then at this point, Marty reveals he's t- got a bite out, and Robbie goes, "Wow!" Yeah. <laughs> well, that's where it's like, "Oh, we got to go up there. We have to like figure out what's in that room." And it's like, mm-hmm. "No, there's no way you're going in there because yeah. it, nothing but bad juju." Mm-hmm. So, so late at night, Lesh is talking to Diane, and they're both like sipping whiskey together, having a good old laugh between the girls. And there's some I, chemistry I like between this. them. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. the scene yeah. a lot. And there's a shot later that I think Matt and I were like, "Hmm, <laughs> there could have been a little." I. Oh yeah, well, th- yeah. there's that, but I I think for for like a scene standpoint, it's a good way of like expressing to the audience or like simplifying it, especially because mm-hmm. like she's talking to not just uh, Diane here, but uh, uh, Robbie. Like he wakes up from that, yeah. and so it's like a way of like trying to like dumb it down for some for audiences. Kids. Yeah, so I, I I appreciate it for what what it tries to do, and it's it's a little lengthy, but I I dig it. Yeah, you no, know? I I think it uh it holds some gravitas. Yeah, and another mm-hmm. bookend, they're suggesting like there's a, a place between life and death, and at certain certain spirits don't realize they're dead, and there's a light there that when you go into the light, you pass on into another world where people are there. Mm-hmm. And Robbie suggests like, if I die, will I go there? Can I bring a rope and attach myself and then get. Carol Ann, which is what they do a little bit later. So yeah. the mind of babes, you know, <laughs> good ideas come from. Um, but there's also like, you know, people don't always go into the light. There's a very Christian-esque, not really afterlife ideals that are shoved under the rug real quick. I'm mm-hmm. thinking at this point when Robbie mentions, uh, he keeps on coming up with like ways to die or he's oh, like yeah. trying to convince everyone like, yeah, just kill oh, me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it would be a good idea. I'm saying he's got survivor's guilt. 
because I was thinking that the movie would start with like them rescuing him, but then failing to save mm-hmm. Carol Ann and yeah, and that's that's what happened. And I know I keep talking about the sequel, but if you ever had braces, Robbie gets a horrifying experience in the Ooh. second movie due to his braces. And yeah, Oof. there's some good effects. I I I mean, I'm, maybe I like two more than one. Who knows? <laughs> um, but eventually, like, all right, kids, you're going to Grandma, Tiki, Buzz, and Robbie, and Dana. Even though we never see her. Oh well, no, we're, she's with we're, friends. I think I think we're jumping it a little bit. Are I we? I yeah. think so. Because first of all, uh, well, we have a uh, Marty's. Scene. Oh yeah, the face peeling. Yeah, the they f- do mention that they're going to stay with Grandma. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Marty, being a douchebag, I'm hungry. Yeah, goes to raid the Freelings' refrigerator and uh, after it finishes a big bag of Cheetos. Yeah, an industrial yeah. size bag of Cheetos. This is a fancy looking Cheetos yeah, bag. I like it quite a bit. It used uh, to be classy. Yeah. When do we go back? <laughs> Uh, so he goes get some chicken wings and does he leave a steak just sitting on the? No, I don't no? think so. I think it's just it, it it's just, just materializes out of nowhere. The steak starts crawling across, and I love well, it. I think he when, takes it out of the fridge. Yeah, I doesn't think he, he? I think he just forgets to put it back and then turns around when he hears it squelching on the the top. Mm, yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do have a note here on steak. That. Yes, I do. Uh, the crawling steak was done by using a real steak, which was laid over a slot cut between the tiles in the corner top. Two wires were fastened to the bottom of the steak, and a special effects operator hidden under the counter simply moved the wires to make the steak crawl like a caterpillar. <laughs> a similar operation was done when a, when Diane presents to Stephen the chairs uh, that move across the room by themselves. A wire was fashioned to one of the chair legs under the set. An operator first wobbled the chair with the wires, then dragged the chair across its destination. Oh wow! Mm. Yeah. I thought they just dragged it with like a string. I I was I, <laughs> I was, thought it was stop motion. I was thinking magnets, maybe a hidden like false bottom floor, maybe. So, but it it was a good effect. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Absolutely. And it kind of burst into maggots and just you know awful. Ugh. And uh, I hope he, those weren't real. Yeah. <laughs> it falls into maggots. His chicken wing, and then he goes to wash out in this closet sink. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought this was a bathroom. I always too. thought it was I'm a bathroom like, too. I'm misremembering a lot from this movie, mm-hmm. but um, he goes and he starts clawing at his face, and it's like, oh, a little uh, piece of flesh. Let me dig a little deeper. This, yeah, right. this didn't hold up for me. No, <laughs> it used to scare me a lot more. Than it, it, I, I remember tuning in almost randomly at yeah, a channel it's always on this scene when, when, it, when it came scene, into this. Like, ah! And I, I had to like turn it off almost immediately. Yeah. I'm like, what is happening <laughs> yeah. right now? Uh, I will say, um, uh, the hands which pull the flesh off invest off Marty's face in the bathroom mirror were the film producers uh, Steven Spielberg. Oh, so huh. yeah, I he thought had some stress. I did think it wasn't his he's hands a, for some reason. He's a hand model. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it, yeah, it doesn't really age that much. But Marty yeah. freaks out, and then it blinks, and he's just back to normal again. Yeah. Um, Which? He, why would you start peeling off your face? That's that's my question. Like, <laughs> I was why, thinking the same thing. You got an itch that you can't get to. I guess. <laughs> gotta get it. Gotta mm-hmm. get it. Um, it's like uh, you have a choice here. Yeah. You could just not do that. Yeah. Ryan is sketching with his headphones on like a picture of Carol Ann or a woman's head at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. And a, a spectral, which is weird, but all right. The, this staircase rings Beetlejuice bells yeah. for me for some reason. Yeah, I but don't know not why. as Tim Burton-y. It's just like an awkward, I think it's well, like a prop staircase. We, we got a little Tim Burton-y a little bit. Yeah. I mean, even like the, the, the little ghost that guards Carol Ann's room at the mm-hmm. end is a little bit Tim Burton-esque. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
uh, what's her Dana ha- uh, is wearing this kind of like overhead like nightgown yeah. that black and white yeah that's mm-hmm. really like Beetlejuice pattern mm-hmm. so I don't know yeah. inspiration I think mm-hmm. so while he's drawing Marty walks in and they see this beautiful woman coming down the stairs is it a woman it's supposed to be like a spectral light form I don't know it's supposed to be a lot of spectrals yeah. but it's yeah. kind of woman-esque it's we like, only we only see one yeah. When it's happening, but then they when they replay the video, it mm-hmm. looks like there are many. Yeah. So I don't know. Quick, that was weird. rewind the yeah. movie. Is this our house? Oh, yeah. Looks at Robbie. That's what Robbie <laughs> says. Oh, well, boy. in all fairness, all he these... He did ha- almost get killed by a no, tree. <laughs> well, that and that all these houses are supposed to be the same structure and the same interior as well. Yeah. yeah. So. That's true. I yeah. don't think Robbie would have known that. Yeah, it's possible. a bit touched that boy. <laughs> he is eight. I've seen smarter eighth grade. I've seen dumber eight-year-olds, not yeah. eighth-graders, too. Um, so they do that, and they realize, like, oh, we're going to sell this to 60 Minutes and Lesh before she leaves. Like, and what was the other show? Or That's Incredible. That's Incredible. I, I've never heard. Uh, obviously, the show mustn't have lasted very long. Yeah, that is so off the yeah. air. Yeah. Uh, Lesh does say, I'm coming back with help. Ryan's going to stay with you, but Marty's too chicken shit. He's not going to be here in the movie yeah. anymore. And she's like, I'm. Coming Come back, back and more for you. Romantic tension and Diane's like, thank you. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, an American reality TV show on ABC in the tradition of you asked for it, Ripley's Believe It or Not, and Real People, aired from 1980 to 1984. Wow, wow. <laughs> only four years or five years, maybe. Wow, so it's a respectable run. I mean, Ripley's lasted for how many years? Respectable number, Still I would imagine. Isn't it? Not the TV well, show. Well, no, Joe, the first one was from '49 until 1950, mm. so barely anything. <laughs> Shit, I almost but, said Joe Rogan. I was like, wait, no, that's Fear Factor. <laughs> oh no! But then '82 uh, through '86, and then another one, 2000 to 2003, and I think, and oh, one in 2019 with Bruce Campbell as the host. Yeah, Bruce Campbell. Oh, I didn't know that. On the Travel Channel. <laughs> uh. So once Lesh agrees to come back with help, we get a transition of Robbie throwing his suitcase in a taxi cab. I'm leaving. I'm never coming back. <laughs> he pulls up the door, looks back, slams it, and then yeah. E-Buzz. This dog is very good actor, this dog. Oh, yeah. He, like, looks back mournfully, like, like, gives a little whine. Gives, like, a right to me. <laughs> hops in the front seat and yeah. then literally hops in the front seat. Tips he, tips the cabbie. Like, he even gets higher billing than Robbie in this car. It's like, you sit in the front, E-Buzz. I just want to see, like, a, a paw come up from the, from the door window and start waving. <laughs> but they go off to yeah. grandma's house and I, I don't think Dana's there I think she's with friends because that's her excuse she uses well every- a- yeah. after the first like them like showing like oh th- like we're gonna call out to Carol Ann mm-hmm. and, and she's like I can't stay here anymore yeah. it's like you go you go like <laughs> we'll we'll be credited more <laughs> <laughs> literally um, so they leave and um, this is the part where I was making another drink so was there like a transition between a certain character's appearance oh, or shit I'm trying to think um Ro- Ro- Robbie leaves yeah uh, there's oh um, she's Diane's oh. Diane's uh, doing laundry yeah and so she passes by Carol Ann's door mm. and so like she uh, I guess she uh, like tries to open it and this is when like oh like Whoa! Oh yeah, she's she hears someone in the shower yeah. or something like that. Right? Or, or it's no, just super loud. Well, yeah. yeah, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." <laughs> so I, I, I think it's a, I think it's a good performance. And does he go on a walk? Does Steve go on a walk with um? Oh boss? yeah, that's right. As this is going yeah. on, so um, this is when we got a uh, James uh, Karen's character uh come in, and and he's supposed to be Mr. Lewis. T- Mr. Teague, yeah. I believe. Mm. 
and uh, and like he's like, oh, we miss you at work. Where where you been? I like he's a good character actor here. Mm-hmm. Um, he got a lot of flack for this movie actually because he did a lot of commercials with Shoprite, and since this movie came out, like he got a lot of hate mail from wow. from Shoprite goers because I guess like uh, that, well, how that, dare you buy, make that family buy a house? Yeah, <laughs> we're, that's yeah. basically the reason. Where it's that's like haunted. Like how how dare you treat these oh, people Americans. like this? Wow. <laughs> That's and, ridiculous. And uh, I, I like what's going on here because, like, all of a sudden, like, all the spooks are happening in the mm-hmm. house. And he's, like, Craig T. Nelson's trying to, like, like yeah. sh- shy him away from all that. A piano moves, like, yeah. hey, why don't you come with me, you know? And then, like, a, li- a, a light bulb, like, yeah. uh, goes up a little a little too too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, why don't I show you something? Yeah. <laughs> and what does he show? Because I was making a drink at the So they, uh, they, he takes him up on, like, the... the the higher hillside here mm-hmm. and it's like yeah why don't you look at it all this land yeah and why don't why, hey why don't we you ever think about building uh, a house up here God, look at this look at this view you can look at it all of california out here all the mountainside and that could be yours and, and then he says like how like like he's craig Taylson's like almost Halfly responsible for selling all the houses. Oh yeah, yeah. Very, 42 percent. Yeah, I compared him to the mayor 70, in Jaws. Seventy million dollars he mentions here yeah. in terms of like sale made for the company. You do it for the and, money, and it's like because uh, like, this is this is him trying to sway him because obviously like Craig T. Nelson's like like a really good like um mm. um I guess what real estate seller like yeah, yeah. Like, sales like, rep sales yeah mm-hmm. um. And so he, this is him trying to sway him in. It was like, stay with this, you know? And it's like, we should have made you partner three years yeah. ago. He's worried that he's uh, looking into other opportunities. And but really, he's just haunted the fuck out of his house. And right after that, it's a, it's a good, like, like s- slow pan where, like, because there's a picket fence. Mm-hmm. And that's when you, you see the uh, the gravestones. Yeah, that was good. Pop up. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and then he's like, it's a whole field of, uh, of tombstones. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like... It's like, oh, you know, like, well, I don't want to, like, and Craig T. Nelson's like, I don't know if people would be uh, be popular with this. Like, why? We did it before. And then it's like, what do you mean you did it before? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, everything down there that used to be gravestones. But we, you know, we, we, uh, we move the body. So we've, we've done this before. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, why didn't you tell me? Or it's like, oh, you don't just put that on, on, on a billboard somewhere. <laughs> So I it's not like it's ancient tribal burial yeah. ground. Never do that. We've learned that enough. Don't mess with the bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in her eleven o'clock debut, who should arrive in this movie? My saving <laughs> grace, but Zelda Rubenstein as Tangina. You're jamming my frequency. Oh, I love her. She's the best part of this movie. I don't know why she doesn't like. She hasn't got like enough like she, I, like better. She's been in other things. Well, she has, but yeah. in terms of like better work, I mean, she was like Sixteen Candles. That's another mm-hmm. like like you know yeah. she's there and she's gone. Yeah. But uh, I I wish I saw her in like something a little bit more. I don't know. Say yeah. say like I saw if I saw her in like Steel Magnolias, yeah. I think she could have done like yeah. a performance in that. You I think. hit Weezer. You hit Weezer. Hey. Uh, Hit this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she comes in. She's like, I need to sense my energy. Steven, I'm going to take a tour of your house. And Steve is being a complete you, asshole to her. You, I mean, you almost kind of smell bullshit here from yeah. her. And she kind of like. Yeah. No, I would trust her. Well, she almost kind of echoes that a little bit later on. Yeah. Where it's like, yo, you haven't done this before. Mm-hmm. So, but oh, it's, yeah, that's true. So, mm-hmm. uh, like, and basically she's. She's just kind of expelling exposition here, but not in a very bad way. I would mm. think. I think it's it's more of like 
for these people uh, for themselves because yeah. they're kind of ill-experienced with mm-hmm. this. So for oh, her yeah. to say this, it makes yeah. sense. And Steve initially treats her like, you know, he does make some offensive... Like, uh, what side of the rainbow did you find her yeah, on? Oh my goodness. Uh, offensive words at her yeah. and then tries answering her mind and he's like, I tried answer, uh, asking her or answering her with my mind and mm-hmm. she's like, I heard Steve. I don't like... Shut it. up. I don't like tricks, <laughs> yeah. questions or answers. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so she means business, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, she discusses that Carol Ann isn't dead to Diane. She's, in fact, alive and still in the house, but in, like, an alternate realm mm-hmm. in between. Um, the souls over there are craving life because they don't realize they're dead and Carol Ann's full of it, so they're keeping her close to her. And essentially, as long as she's there, they're going to hold on to her. Mm-hmm. And he advise, she advises, like, you're the only one that can speak to her. She can only really hear your voice or knows to follow your voice, Diane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but also a warning, and she gets serious. She goes, there's a dark force over there that wants to take care of Pazuzu. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I <laughs> am Pazuzu. That's not as scary, but... <laughs> oh, man. Just James Earl Jones. Yeah, she does go like, it's a beast, and he craves her to her. He is just a child, but to us, it's a beast. Mm-hmm. So you gotta be careful. And, 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 and then she gives like, uh, this is one of my favorite lines. Like, oh, let's go get Did your she... daughter. Oh yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I brought help, and it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. He just busts down the door. Yeah. So Steve gets a rope, and they head upstairs. They realize like there's a in the closets the origin of the heart of the house. Even though this house has many hearts, <laughs> um, uh, but that's the portal for one way. So they have to find the other one, and they think it's through the ceiling where the jewelry fell before. So they're advising Diane to call your call your daughter, otherwise you'll lose her forever. <laughs> <laughs> and Diane does tell her to go towards the light. No, no, no! How come, Car- come Caroline can't hear that though? Like, yeah, I know exactly. What's going on over there? <laughs> She wants to hear her mother's voice. That's why she yeah. doesn't know this voice. No, but even Diane is going, No, no, you're a liar. Don't send her to the light, you motherfucker. She's like, Honey, come to the light. I hate you for this. Maybe, maybe she has like a mute setting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she, she goes, Hold on one sec, sweetie. I just imagine Caroline just like looking back and forth, like, What the fuck do I do? Yeah, it's theater, it's theatrics. Yeah. When the yeah. characters aside, but everyone hears. And then she's like, Who's the one that's responsible for the punishment of the children? Steve. Steve! Steve's like, yeah. like oh, that, well, that, I am. Well, that's not fair. Like, I never hit the kids. Steve, yell at her! <laughs> like, you're gonna get a spiking. Mommy, gonna... mommy, mommy! Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Daddy's oh. being a bitch to me! <laughs> Run towards the light, sweetie! <laughs> Stop being a baby. Yeah. And then, once <laughs> yeah. she's running towards the light, she's like, good, she's away. Now it's time. Quickly, into the bedroom. And she gets these tennis balls <laughs> yeah. labeled one and two. And Zelda Rubenstein goes in acting like... She winds up yeah, the pitch. Winds up the pitch, gets tosses it, gets knocked back. It's like, where did it go? I don't know why <laughs> the order matters. I don't think there's a difference no, between one and two. No, they just the numbers, I think. Yeah. Like, they had I guess. Because even, like, Ryan's at the, at the, at the bottom yeah. of, of uh, where the bedroom is. Or where the, the living room, where everything falls out, yeah. like where the jewelry was. And it's like, it's like, oh, it's uh, it's my handwriting. So they had like they had yeah. to confirm that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just love how they're yelling, like, <laughs> they're yelling the same thing over and over again. Like, tell him to catch it, oh, catch the, it. Well, there's you know, it's it's a big noise coming from from the bedroom. Get so they they have to echo that for each person. So. Yeah, so they didn't have cordless landlines at this point. Yeah, so. they didn't have Bluetooth. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, the tennis balls keep popping out, and then Tangina's like, all right, tell her not to go into the light anymore. What? I'm confused. Yes. You're giving me mixed messages. Uh-huh, and Tangina's like, I'm going in. <laughs> Fuck no. Diane's like, no, she won't listen to you. You've never done this before. You're right. You go. Uh, I, I love that expression That's, on her face. Uh, like, yeah. as she says, like, you, uh, yeah. neither have you. She's like, oh. I, yeah, <laughs> like she thinks about it for a second. Now it doesn't seem like Tangina pulls her weight, but in the third movie, Tangina pulls her weight. Oh yeah, she fuck up some ghosts. No, she <laughs> she makes a mighty sacrifice, and she comes in the second movie too. But uh, she uh, makes a mighty sacrifice for the family in oh. movie three. Well, she's in. I know there's a poltergeist that comes out in the early aughts. And I know she's in that. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I wonder how that turned out. Mm-hmm. She is the poltergeist. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I watched them all on like a poltergeist marathon one day on sci-fi or something. <laughs> but uh, it's very interesting. Um, so she, Diane jumps in. She's like, Steve, before I go, don't let go of this rope. <laughs> I won't, <laughs> says Steve. And Diane jumps in and uh, Steve's holding the rope. And downstairs, uh, Randy is holding the other. Randy, Ricky. Ryan. Ryan, close enough. Ryan is holding. I thought the it other was side. Randy. Was it Ryan? Randy's from uh, Sleepy. No, you, you're, you're combining Ryan and Marty. Oh yeah, Rant, Ranty. <laughs> Which would be any other movie critic besides yeah. us. And when she goes in, Steve's holding the rope, and Tangina backs up the wall, and she's like. Is her shadow doing something different than she is? Like I never I like it. Like her hands are moving, and I don't know because her yeah. hands are on her side. I thought I maybe there. that was Steve's shadow. Yeah, maybe. I, I didn't pick up on it. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, if you watch it again, the shadow is like moving differently than she is, and Creepy. I thought that was something. But she's like, "Go home, children. All are welcome in the light." Mm. <laughs> and Steve, no, no, no. And then no, I think, you I, bitch. I think he tries to go to uh, like. Uh, he pulls the rope. Yeah. Yeah. So he starts yeah. pulling the rope, and then like, no, not yet, Steven. <laughs> a, a giant skeleton pops yeah. out of the ah, closet. Spooky. <laughs> and he drops the rope. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, dumbass. I mean, I would. I mean, come on. That's that's a giant fucking. Yeah, but he didn't listen. That's a yeah. giant. Yeah, wait until I, you know. Yeah, no one said that was gonna cut, pop out of the closet. <laughs> come uh, on. He could have tied it around his arm. I mean, if it got that far already, I don't think the rope would have made a difference. (laughs) Just let Diane go. Yeah, it it didn't matter regardless. (laughs) Yeah, so Diane and uh, Carol Ann pop out of the ceiling covered in splooge. Yeah. (laughs) And quick, get him to the water! (laughs) Another baptismal, you know, rebirth, placenta, coming out of mother's womb. Uh, entering the uh, the dimension that you lived in, and uh, Steve is w- wiping them off and like breathe, damn it, breathe. Which that, yeah, he, that, that's it. That's all they're saying, and they're just sitting in water. It's like, yep, they're just they'll wake up whenever yeah. they want to. I don't, I don't. Yeah, really this doesn't seem scientifically yeah. uh, possible. Sound. Well, they wake up, they embrace, and then all the others close the door and like, we'll give you some alone time now. Yeah, in case anything. I like goes the way down. they do it. It's yeah. the camera makes it kind of obvious. Now burn the house down. Yeah, and then um, Tangina is posing for the camera. This house is clean. Yeah. <laughs> so she did her job. Flash. They're moving. Atlas Moving Company. Yeah. Packing all their stuff in. Dana's staying with a, a friend. Uh, they're planning on staying at the Holiday Inn once Steve gets back from work later that night. 
which I, I I like this too. It's 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 a quick joke, but it's like, oh, we're staying at the Holiday Inn on blah blah blah, and it's like, oh, I remember that place, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, what's wrong with your hair? Yeah. She does I, get some funny I, lines I, at the end of the movie. I, I yeah. like her. I like Dana. I like her, but she's never there. I well, she was dead. That's why. Was she though? No, the... I think it was after no, this movie that came was, out. Um, that was O'Rourke during three. She died halfway through filming it, and they yeah. complete it. No, Dana. Oof. I think she died after. Yeah. Afterwards. I was like, she wasn't dead. That was yeah. later on. <laughs> I know. Uh, but things of a sign to come, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do get this cute scene where they're like, they do mouth to each other, Steve and Diane, I love you, without words. Yeah. I, I was like, I really like that. Well, like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why they mouthed it. I don't like that. You don't like it? <laughs> no, they should have said it. I don't like the <laughs> I, I mean, I don't thing. get why they didn't say I, it, but I, I thought it was cute. Like, maybe like... May- like Because they're so scared. Maybe they can't say it aloud and let the kids know that they're also scared. Right? I think yeah. so. Yeah, doesn't that make sense? Maybe. No, I, I like I the dialogue. Know. What do you know about acting? Well, like, I, I like the I like the dialogue here too, where he's putting he's definitely putting his family first, you know, aside of his job, where it's like he's telling his boss, it's like, oh, I'm gonna tell him to go to hell. It's like, what if he says no? I'll give him directions. Uh, yeah, no, very I cute. I like it. So night, Diane, after being through hell, literally is like, I'm gonna take a nice. Bubble I thought this was the end of the movie bath. already. I thought nope. it was over. Yeah. It's, I thought it, it's happy true lies are over we again. Yeah. Yeah. Just the movie keeps what did going. You think you were do? A hand was gonna pop out of the bath, and it would be to be continued. <laughs> yeah. um, but Diane's in the bubble bath, and we think something's gonna happen in the bath, but it doesn't. And uh, E Buzz is there watching over, and then she goes to check on the kids. Or yeah, I don't think she does. No, she goes before she takes yeah, the bath. She's the just bath. in yeah. a robe before. That's why I thought she took the bath already. But she goes, Mom's going to go take a bath. You kids play here alone in this room that had a hell portal just a second ago. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, she goes to take a bath. And I forget what happens first. Um, does she hear them scream? No, because clown. Oh, demon clown. Oh, so yeah. she's, la- she's laid up in bed and yet, yet that demon clown yeah. comes comes up fucking clown he falls so, out of the, the chair and Robbie takes a peek and then the clown pops up behind him and starts strangling him I have my first of the last three notes here Ooh. so when Robbie is being strangled the clown's arms become extremely tight and Robin starts to choke when he screamed out I can't breathe direct, director Steven Spielberg and Toby Hooper thought that the boy was ad-libbing and just in, instructed him to look at the camera strangle that boy harder <laughs> when Spielberg saw that Robin's face was turning purple he ran over and removed the clown's arms from Robbie's neck. Oh Lord! So yeah, the acting. No children died in the when movie. when you made a movie. I, I I say again, when you made a movie, you made a movie. <laughs> no matter how many kids you had to strangle. <laughs> Wait, how was the clown strangling him? Because like, the, the arms were like wrapping Pennywise style arms. Like but, just extended clown yeah. arms. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's a ghost possessing this thing. Yeah. So the 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 possibilities are endless. Yeah. No, I, like how even, was it being controlled practically? Oh. Oh, that I didn't. I think invest- it's just a prop. That I didn't investigate too much. Wrapped around and they yeah, someone's just strangling the <laughs> yeah, exactly. boy off yeah. screen like this. <laughs> it was planned. Where do I sign up for that job? Uh, premeditated. <laughs> <laughs> they would have gotten away with it too. That's that, that, not a clown. That's one of our SHs. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, boy. That boy tripped him up when he was carrying a crate of beer. Yeah. I do like how Ravi beats the fuck out of this clown. Like, I hate you. I hate you. Rips out its stuffing. And Caroline is just sitting next to him on the bed looking like, um, what? 
and uh, no the, more. Oh yeah, that's that's, oh, well, that's when we see the closet door open. No uh, <laughs> I love it. Uh, but like, Diane is like getting run through the walls up there in a scary movie two scene. With, yeah, that's uh, great. Oh my goodness. Uh, so yeah, uh, second uh, second to last note here. <laughs> Uh, the scene where Diane is attached to her bed by an invisible force was, uh, or attacked, sorry, uh, by invisible force, was actually filmed in a rotating box yes. with a stationary camera. This gave the appearance that uh, she was being dragged up the wall, dragged up the wall and across the ceiling, which I almost don't believe that. Well, no, I think Nightmare on Elm Street did it before. I I say yeah, that because for for every, for every piece of ceiling or like in terms of the wall, it, it's a it's a cut and then it's back to her like mm-hmm. on the ceiling or like on on a uh, another piece of the wall. So mm-hmm. I I almost think like they they shoot it differently yeah. i think i don't know i, I i'm i'm weird about if you this. like that effect you should check out euphoria episode one because they do it the best i've ever seen done Ooh. before on television or movies nice. and they do more than just a room they do like everything i think van helsing did it better with Dracula. Is that your final pick? <laughs> no. The absolutely. Movie, just for acting. I watched that movie way too much when I was younger. Me I don't too. know. I don't know why. I remember it. It's, I watched a lot. It's so again. stupid. Like, like not even like shock stupid, but like I stupid, can't. Stupid, stupid. I can't. I, even now I feel like I, I want to go back and watch that. <laughs> uh, so Diane tries to get to the kids, but she gets flung down the stairs. Yeah. Uh, beat up. She tries to go up the railing. Well, it shocks her. Well, not after she saw this uh, this puppet oh, uh, yeah, gu- right. gu- it was, guarding the door. It was like a dark crystal puppet right yeah. there. Like, She's like, no, don't no, hurt my babies. <laughs> These kids hold on for a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> they got some upper body strength. <laughs> Um, but she's knocked on the stairs. She runs out. She goes, Ben, Ben, help me. The next door neighbors climbing over this, this gate, this fence that doesn't have anything next door because it's just a set. But she's screaming anyway and she trips into the pool and who's soaking in the pool but a bunch of dead bodies that where, pop out of coffins. Where they come up? Where they come from? I don't know, but they're popping out of coffins giving us skeleton vibes. Yeah. My last they're, note. They don't seem like really, they're not threatening. They're no, just kind of there. They're just, just skeletons. Yeah. yeah. Ew. <laughs> uh, my last note here. All right. Joe Beth Williams was he- hesitant about shooting the swim- swimming pool scene because of the large amount of electrical, electric, uh, electrical. electrical equipment positioned over and around the pool. Hmm. In order to comfort her, Steven Spielberg crawled in the pool with her to <laughs> shoot the pool. scene. Spielberg told her, now if the light falls in, we will both fry. <laughs> the strategy worked and Williams got in the pool. Oh, All right. Okay. Yeah. No so just more. just the way just the way of, no more, no. just the way of like like comf- comforting the actor or actress. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I dig it. That's how you do it. Uh, so she falls in the pool and she's crawling out very overdramatically, like yeah. ah, 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 and goes down the slide, whee, into the pool, and then um, she climbs up once more, like over a tube or like a hose that's in the pool, filling it up with water, yeah. and a hand grabs her, and it's Ben and his wife, yeah, from next door. And Ben, I'm surprised Ben came. I always thought it was Steve that came back for her. Another mm. thing that I uh, misremembered about this film. But before she goes, help me, help me. And his wife is like, don't go in there, Ben. Yeah. Leave us. He's like, be- he's, <laughs> he's between two women. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my life. <laughs> uh, but Diane runs upstairs. And then we get my favorite effect in the movie, this long hallway shot. Yeah. Which, which makes it look a little elongated, even mm. though it's probably just like cinema magic. That's the vertigo effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she runs down and she finds another hell portal but this one's very fleshy and throaty and yeah. looks like they're gonna eat the kids mm-hmm. and the little Carol Ann doll is holding on and the the Robbie doll or the Robbie actor is going I can't reach you I'm like fucking try Robbie <laughs> fucking try 
I kind of want. I wonder what would have happened to them if they stayed there and be like got sucked up into the little orb. Yeah. <laughs> into the little and stone at the crushed. edge. Become part of the house. Yeah. yeah. Forever and ever. And then they haunt mm. the next people. Yeah. yeah. So while this is going on and screaming and all the flashing lights, Steve shows up and he's just like, "What the fuck?" Yep. And Lewis is there for some reason. Did he drive Steve home? No. Well, uh, I, well, he was going to like talk to him. Oh, okay. So as if like they were they were going back together. Maybe 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 to see him off together. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe talk about. There could have been a deleted scene. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, Lewis shows up and he's baffled. And then Steve gives his epic line like. You didn't move. The, you moved the body. Wait, you didn't move the bodies. You moved the headstones. You moved yeah. the headstones. And then we we hear him like yeah. screaming, like yeah. why? why, why? I think it's great. Yeah, I yeah. like it. Um. So and then they open the door, and more coffins pop out. Like, Daddy, help us! And every door he tries to open, there's just more coffins, and the family yeah. just eventually gets out themselves. And I mean, this is crazy. leading the charge. He's yeah. like, I'm out of here. There's one movie where someone, I think it might be an Amityville Horror, I think it's the new one, where the dog gets saved by someone, and I was like, oh, that's sweet. Like, Doesn't Snow Dogs do that? What are we watching Snow <laughs> yeah, Dogs? Yeah, like your Snow Dogs review coming this Christmas, no. maybe? Uh, perhaps. So we can finally get it out? <laughs> that's true. Damn, forgot. Yeah, we didn't. The audience didn't. We've been waiting for <laughs> months already. Uh, but they, they run, and instead of running down the block, you know... They gotta hop in their car and drive away. Well, yeah, I mean that's the fastest way of getting away from your house. Yeah. Well, I don't think running down the block is gonna do seen anything. Run from spoops before. And I, mean, I mean, the block is hot at this point. You got fires <laughs> yeah. shooting out. Uh, fire well, hydrants. Well, before they even get away, they uh, are. are <laughs> was it uh, Dana shows oh, up? Oh, for her best line. Well, I love what it. What is going? What's happening? <laughs> it's uh, sleep- head explodes. Sleepaway camp all over again. <laughs> and then uh, Robbie's like, "Get out of here! Just go! Just yeah, go! Leave, leave her! Leave the bitch! Yep. She hasn't been in the movie. Uh, She's not part of this family anymore." Oh, but it, it's adorable. And uh, Dana hops in the car and they book it out of there. Steve is like rear-ending these Volkswagens out of the way, and uh, eventually, you know, the house collapses in and on itself as the neighborhood watches what, yep. and, 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 uh, nice detail I like here if, you, if, if you're if you really pay attention you see in, in uh, the window is mm-hmm. Carol Ann and uh, Robbie's room mm-hmm. and that's where the house folds in on itself you see a little beam of light coming from the window oh okay so I think that's, that's it's, uh, oh there's a, that's the place of origin so it makes sense where it would you know, like yeah fold, they, fold they certainly there. did not have to pay that much attention to detail but I'm glad they did and uh, then we see a uh, uh, Teague, like just be self-defeated he's like crying in his hands like what have i done <laughs> it's like the, the the impossible happened yeah and i know they i shot don't this blame with, him yeah. i mean you can't well, expect I mean, this you to have happen. to blame him because <laughs> he, he, he uh There's built no prop- this he built property over house yeah. uh, over dead bodies yeah and now everyone knows can we just shove that off and be like it was a gas leak or something yeah right uh, but I do know they shot this in reverse with a miniature version of the house that they sucked through a vacuum, I think. Really? And that's how it collapsed. Okay. I think that's pretty accurate. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure about that huh. somewhere. Um, but the family, the Freelings, the Freemans, whatever they're called, <laughs> arrive at uh, Holiday Inn. <laughs> yep. The one place where any American can save, stay safe from spoofs. <laughs> and they... Run into Fred Astaire. <laughs> No, or Bob Hope, yeah. or who was in that movie? Was it Bob in Hope? Holiday Inn. Yeah, yeah, it was Bob Hope. Okay, that sounds right. Bob, Bob Hope from Bob? Big Fish, or uh, or um, Bob Hope. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, nope. I'm, I'm lost. You're I, lost I, in the I, sauce. I, yeah. 
Lost in the spoops. Uh, but I do like their trudge up to the the hotel room, the motel room, where they're, like, completely defeated, dirty. They've got e-buzz with them. Like, they didn't even get denied him. Yeah. And, you know, the movie ends in a comical way. They go in. Steve comes out, pushes the TV, looks at the camera, and then goes back <laughs> into the room. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there we go. And then that Spielberg music plays. Yes. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> the upbeat music. Mm. But final thoughts and pizza ratings, my bros, my dudes, my loves. I'll go last. Oh, okay. I'll go first. <gasps> well, <Virgin. laughs> yeah, this is my first time watching it. It uh, it was a good amount of fun. It threw me for a loop with that uh, false ending. I really thought that was going to be the end of it, but I'm I'm glad it wasn't. Um, because even though I, I think maybe that segue was a little slow, but I like where the action took us because the practical effects were fantastic. I, and it's probably my favorite part of the movie is the, the practical effects. Um, just really like innovative, really clever tricks that they use. And when all the coffins are coming out of the house when they're trying to escape, it really feels like a ride at like Disney World or Disneyland or something. It really feels mm-hmm. like that kind of, Pirates of set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. It was just really cool to see that. Like I appreciate it. And um, I, I feel like it made me want to visit a ride based on this or like uh, this kind of set and like have that happen just to live through it. But um, yeah, I mean, story-wise, it's solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, characters are fine. I, I, I've got a nitpick with the name The Freelings. I don't know why. It just doesn't... It sounds... I was thinking like Dark crystal It's like, oh, the Gelflings. Yeah, it does kind of sound like that. Uh, but... Yeah, I'm going to give it a, a 6.3 wow. out of 8. Mm, pretty juicy. I'll go next. Um, I love this movie. This is a, a Halloween classic. Used to scare the shit out of me, as I said, but now it's just, <laughs> you know, endearing. Um, I guess in this rewatch, as you heard, audience, and I discovered on air, I think I like the sequel a little bit more. Mm. Which is also kind of interesting because uh, a lot of people don't. I think it's creepier than this movie. This one's definitely more comedic. But it's also been a while since I've caught the sequel right. on television or Blu-ray. I just know they're both better than that third movie. Um, I'll give you that. But it's great. I, I like that you could see the Spielberg elements. And I totally think I'm in the camp that he did the majority of everything for this film. I would assume so. Yeah, yeah. and just gave uh, Hooper the billing. That's a, a theory that's been tossed around the internet for a while. Because mm-hmm. you could sense his presence in this movie. It feels very much like his baby. Um, I like the acting. I like um, the the whimsy of the scares, and I like how they balance, not religion, but almost like faith throughout this series. It's like very broad strokes, non-denominational faith in the family structure, in America, in the home, um, in the afterlife. So I think it's upbeat. I'm going to give it, I was going to give it a six out of eight. Yeah. Okay. Six out of eight. Uh, I... When in, not expecting to like this movie as much as I do now, it's uh, it's definitely growing on me in a general sense. You know, I I remember being much more frightened by it growing up. Uh, it's not so much about the fear factor anymore for me, or I I gravitate towards uh, more of the characters. I I I appreciate the uh, like um uh, uh subsidiary like you know, suburban lifestyle and how it transitions into like the kind of like uh norm of like uh, the the 
the supernatural and like what transpires there and like how it almost becomes the norm for them where like uh, up until they have to like bring in their uh, paranormal experts and and how they have to like try and get their daughter back and it's it's something else and yeah and the practical effects some hold up maybe more than most maybe even vice versa I don't know it's it's hard to say at this point but like 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 some of them actually do stand out and help pave the way for some other movies down the line that, that get inspiration from this um I don't know I I I think I want to say like a maybe 7.5 wow. out of 8 I, I like it that much mm-hmm. yeah it's been a, a long while since I got to watch this so I I I, I appreciate the, the film a lot more than I have in the past nice I, I do have to say this rewatch made me ship Lesh and Diane a lot more oh yeah um, a Tangina gets a whole, pli- a whole pie <laughs> to herself because I don't think she deserved a Razzie Think she deserved the yeah, Academy Award? Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think she deserved that either. Yeah, that's, that's very Razzie. If we look, The Shining was also nominated for like ten Razzies and won them all. So I don't know how I, I feel I, about the Razzies. Yeah. Jay Zucker Raspberry can go to Zucker <laughs> Raspberry. What, when we got him. Yeah. When, when we watched, uh, what was that? Sleepaway Camp. No, not Sleepaway Camp. I was uh, <laughs> Battle. Battle, oh, Battlefield Earth. Earth yeah. Field Earth, yeah. Razzies were definitely... Uh, well, uh, that was more justified. Were, yeah. Very deserved. Yeah, I, I think I can go out on the limit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. Mm. They were. <laughs> they were. Uh, I was gonna say I like the I like the symbol of the TV because that goes along with what you were saying yeah. about like painting the quintessential suburban household. Mm-hmm. It's like TV. I don't. It's the I don't, one uniting force. Yeah, a little bit. America. Like I don't think yeah. you could get much better than that. Nope. Well, with that, before we go, can we tell our audience where you can find us on social media? Before I remember this time, Mark gives us a hint. Mm. Uh, well, I'll save the hint for last. Yes. Uh, but uh, you can follow me over on MZBro Jr. over on Instagram or Man Who Has Hats over on Twitter or follow my video game podcast, uh, Inside the Gamer Stronghold, uh, a news based video game podcast every Tuesday with my co host and friend Jason Reinertson. Mm. You can find me cleaning houses and cocking guns at Losing My Mind <laughs> JK on Instagram. You can read JK on Twitter. And you can follow my other podcast, Anime Was Not a Mistake, currently at the end of our season two, premiering soon, Mamoru Hosoda versus Satoshi Kon, and then Into the Unknown for season three. Mm. Nice. Uh, you can find me, Matt Cabrera. I'll, I'll be in your television set in the next week or so. I plan on making an appearance. I'm going to hit up every household in America. Um, and, you know, I'll just give me a shout on the ethereal astral plane and uh, join me near the light or not near the light or maybe near the light, you know, depending. Should I just leave like a Cheeto bag out and you would come get it? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. If you want me to visit, um, <laughs> you know, Santa's got cookies. I've got Cheetos. <laughs> what about Flaming Hot Cheetos? What? I could fuck with them. We don't, we, we don't have proper... Uh, Sanitation on the uh, on the astral plane, so I would I would please ask no flaming hot Cheetos. Oh. All right, all right. It's time for our hint. All right, so hint for movie number four. Mother's calling. Hmm. Mother. <laughs> no. no. Who knows? No. You would never. Stay tuned.
Thank you for listening to Nightcaps at the Theater. We hope you've enjoyed your time with us this evening, as much as we had with you. If you're not too hungover, or haven't thrown up on your cat yet, please be so kind to rate, review, and subscribe to us on various podcast platforms. Oh, it looks like Matt's passed out in a bag full of McDonald's and John's swinging a wine bottle at me. I guess it's time for me to get going. Good night, everyone, and make sure to tip your Uber driver.